not fake it till you make it. It's go big or go home. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, before we get started on today's show, I want to share with you something that you may not be familiar with, and that's the Mindset Mastery Movement. Not that long ago, I started the Mindset Mastery Movement, and what it is is it's a group coaching program that brings like-minded individuals, primarily entrepreneurs, professionals, executives together to really go into a deeper dive on the concepts that help you create your ideal life. And for many of you listening, you might be working on your business. How do I grow that? How do I grow my income to new levels, my financial life, my wealth? It could be working on your body and your health as I am right now too. It could be relationships. Ultimately, what I learned a long time ago was that anything and everything you've ever wanted is available to you and it comes to you and through you by understanding some natural laws and universal laws and how to work with your mind and the universe around you. So we do a deep dive on that. We do Q&A once a month, group coaching. We do a live training for 90 minutes. And right now the doors are closed for it, but I want to give you an opportunity to get on the wait list to be the very first to know when we open the doors for new members. So if you like the sounds of that, go to www.benspangle.com forward slash MMM and get yourself on the wait list, or you can click the link below in the show notes. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I've got Ryan Alford with me, and man, you are going to love learning from him. Some of you probably already know him, but those of you that don't, he's an entrepreneur. He's a marketing maven. We're going to talk a lot about marketing today. Gold chaser. I know you were mentioning how you built five different companies now, and also host of the number one marketing podcast uh, on Apple, which is pretty exciting. So, Ryan, thanks, man. I'm looking forward to today. Ben, my pleasure, man. I'm uh, pumped to be here with you and to add as much value as I can. So I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So I, I know you've been in, from what I gather, the the marketing advertising space for a couple decades now, I think, right? That's right. So I can only imagine you've seen the landscape change so much. But, but I do want uh, for myself to know and for our audience to know what got you into that? How did you end up in that world? And maybe a bit of your backstory into, we know who you are today, but uh, yeah, tell us a bit on that. Yeah, man. Uh, I am the product of two entrepreneurs. My mom and dad had multiple side hustles as we grew up. I call it the lower middle class in South mm -hmm. Carolina. Mm -hmm. I don't quite feel honored enough to say middle class. We were, okay. uh, you know, my mom's Dodge Dart that uh, barely started. And when you turned it off, made that for 30 yeah. seconds when uh, we go somewhere and the embarrassment that came with it. I don't yeah. know that that embarrassment was uh, reserved for the middle class. It feels like lower <laughs> middle class. Uh, okay. And yeah. so, but yeah, I grew up with two entrepreneur family to, you know, the, the whole Alford clan is very entrepreneurial. I don't know at what level of success, but definitely driven by their own beat and, you know, making money um, themselves and working, you know, on their own kind of sweat equity. And so, but I, I do quickly about myself that I was kind of a natural marketer. I don't know if I was a natural salesperson, but mm. definitely understood consumer behavior and kind of what drove people. I could kind of see that a bit and went into marketing at Clemson University, go Tigers. Um, and uh, 
one of those few people that I didn't change majors seven times. I didn't do, you know, I didn't have to go that route of figuring out what I wanted to do. I went straight into the ad agency business right out of school, hmm. uh, working at this, the largest agency in South Carolina is called Irwin Penland at the time, now called EP and co and, uh, proceeded to work there for 13 years. Uh, I talk about the entrepreneurial journey, but it was a very entrepreneurialistic agency. Um, hmm. and got started in 2000, 2001 on a small regional account called Verizon Wireless. <laughs> uh, it was a nice piece of business for the agency. We, we had a regional piece of their business. Uh, they were, it was obviously the kind of booming start of the booming era of the wireless industry. And I proceeded to work with Verizon and grow that piece of business from roughly a $3 million annual re revenue into over 13 years to a $40 million annual retainer wow. for the agency. Those kind of retainers don't exist anymore in the agency business, right. but got to work on a lot of things underneath that umbrella. Um, every probably popular smartphone launch in the history uh, of wireless, uh, the first iPhone, Blackberry launches, uh, every Samsung, uh, you know, the Galaxy lineup, um, and then indirectly worked with the NFL, multiple other entities, Audi, some of the largest brands in the world, ended up opening a New York office for EP in 2009, lived there for five years, mm -hmm. and worked on some of the most recognizable ad campaigns and helped develop the strategies uh, and tactics, both at a retail and brand level, um, working with both Verizon, other agencies and other entities over that period. And then, and then ultimately other brands just by the nature of working in an agency and have multiple clients. And so really kind of got to see both sides of the analog era into the digital area of marketing and advertising. Because when mm -hmm. I came in TV, radio, outdoor, that was the way you got your, you, you know, traditional mediums was the way you got your word out. And ironically, you know, was ushering in the smartphone era, which was bringing in the digital era of advertising. And totally. so have lived on both sides of those camps, consider myself both a traditional and digital specialist kind of coming up through that, but mm -hmm. did it through the lens of working on the agency side primarily. But, you know, I worked very hand in hand. I was 27 years old. I was working with the C-suite of Verizon Wireless. Um, Got to do some exciting things. I was never afraid to uh, speak my mind, uh, mm -hmm. and it served me well. Mm -hmm. Usually, something good came out of it. Not always, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I uh, wasn't afraid to share my opinion, and always kind of thought I kind of had two sides of the brain: strategy and creative. Most people, okay. it's one or the other, right? And so, got to do that, and uh, that kind of laid the, the 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 I guess the groundwork for the early part of my marketing career, but a lot to, uh, a lot to experience. Yeah, no kidding. And when did you, when did you branch out on your own? So you're working through the agency. You said it was an entrepreneurial type environment, but at yeah. some point you left to start your own company. Yep. I, uh, it was 2013. So, okay. um, had been with the agency for right at 13 years and left the agency. And, uh, it, you know, there's kind of a two parts to that story. I started out, for some reason, decided to follow a passion. I'm always, mm. I, I love the guys. I respect Gary V, but I'm one of those people that calls bullshit on following your passion. Having been one that's mm. followed my passion instead of what I was good at, mm. uh, I went into the car business and did what was pretty much the Carvana concept before it existed, which was a great concept of online, buy your car, deliver to your door. 
uh, proceeded to lose a million dollars following my passion and decided to go back wow. to what I do well and then started my own agency, you know, four years later. So uh, started, it was roughly back six to seven years ago, started Radical, started the Radcast, which you mentioned is the number one marketing podcast on Apple, and mm -hmm. then investing heavily in my personal brand. But that's all been in the, like the last seven years. But the, the entrepreneurial journey started with uh, a, a little crash and burn, yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be honest and frank and transparent. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it's, it's interesting how you jump into that and chasing that and then I guess connecting the dots for some, because I think, you know, some people, there's probably that level of this is what I'd really love to do with my life, but if the skill's not there. And I think what you're saying for you, it was, was what, what was I good at? What was I great at? And uh, bringing that to the table. Yeah. Um, 100%. It's awesome, man. It's really awesome. I, I'd really like to spend a lot of time today, and I know you're an expert in this, but is this idea on personal branding, social media, obviously there's tons of information out there. And I mean, doesn't, you know, if you're on social media, everyone's trying to give you their peace of mind on what it is, but, but you're a pro at it. So tell me a bit about as you transitioned into that journey yourself and maybe for yourself personally, the top lessons that you've learned in that space. And, and if you're okay, we'll probably get to some great tactical stuff too. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I have a trademark on a, a phrase that is it, it, it pays to be known. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'll use myself as the example uh, coming out of the, you know, working for other era and let's even putting to bed the uh, crash and burn um, false start in the entrepreneur base. I'd worked on and had as much uh, validity and credibility in the marketing advertising business as anyone uh, my age at, at my level, you know, circa in 2015. Okay. Uh, but no one knew who I was. No one. I had worked on, you know, my first campaign, Can You Hear Me Now? One of the most recognizable ad campaigns in the history of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, the first iPhone launch, multiple wow. Galaxy, Samsung Galaxies, Audi launches, um, worked on Budweiser. I mean, almost every known ad campaign of the last, like, 15 years, I may have been involved in, and not wow. everyone. There's hundreds of thousands of campaigns, but sure. many recognizable household name campaigns. Yeah. But no one knew who I was uh, right. at all. Right. I had 300 followers on Instagram, you know, your normal LinkedIn connections and all these things. And I had a great, you know, Rolodex, but really no one in the in the main sphere of business and outside of my circle knew who I was. Mm. And I had started to see and was, you know, quite frankly, getting not I was annoyed with myself, not annoyed with others, but the marketing ninjas and the marketing this that you'd see online. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, if anyone's a marketing ninja, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a samurai, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, if, if, if that's, if that's the moniker we're going to use. Yeah. And so, um, I, it was less uh, knocking on them because I didn't know necessarily yeah. what they'd done, but I know what I had, but no one else did. Right. So the light switch flipped on for me that if, more people that know what you've done and know your credibility, the more opportunities and doors they get open. And I think mm -hmm. that's the thing that when people would think about, and look, I know it. Let's all, let's just call all the spade, let's, the, the elephant in the room. Mm. Everyone hates the word personal branding or a lot of people do. Mm. It, it's cringeworthy, like all the personal, you know, like it's roll your eyes, all that stuff. 
put that once you could get over that, put that to the side and just focus on the benefits and what it truly is and what if you can unlock in your brain that the more people that know who I am, the mm -hmm. more opportunities that get unlocked. Mm. Now, are there seven other phases, like you said, tactical things? Are there other things that go with that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not just being known like, well, let me post this picture of me with the Lambo, you know, like mm -hmm. looking cool. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. you have to have skills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the more mm -hmm. people, you know, you got to add on to that statement. It pays to be known. Pays to be known for what you're good at, that you add value to, that you know gives you credibility. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things that go underneath that. But once you unlock in your brain that I understand, the more people that know me, the more opportunities they have. The more opportunities I have, the more chances I get to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so once you unlock that in your brain, that's the first step. But you mm -hmm. have to truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is people see all the taxes, they do all the things, but they haven't fundamentally accepted that truth. And mm -hmm. they just think, well, everyone else is doing it, so it must work. It must be good for business. <laughs> and But they haven't completely understood the, the, that simple fact. And that's what I try to unlock for people first and foremost Mm -hmm. is it's no different, you know, using the basketball analogy. <laughs> you can't score 20 points unless you shoot 10 shots. Mm. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's simple formula here. The more shots you get, the more opportunities you get to score. Mm -hmm. And the more people that know who you are, the more doors that get open. Now, the second phase of that is unlocking the fact that people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And unless you're a scumbag, look, and I didn't coin this phrase or this thought, but it, it's so true. If you have a lot of skeletons and you're just a bad person, and the skeletons are okay, by the way, but you're just a bad person and you're beating on your wife and your kids hate you and you're just a bad girl or guy, then personal branding is just going to uh, amplify <laughs> a really bad fire. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But, however... Assuming you're like most people, and I choose to believe that most people are good and have I a lot agree. of value to add. Yeah. When you unlock that and you start to amplify, you start to open doors that you haven't really even been invited in yet. What do mm -hmm. I mean by that? So when you're on social media, and that's where most personal branding takes place, even though I will, we'll talk a little bit more in tactical things about PR and different other tactics, but sure. social media – you get organic reach and you get opportunities with or without ads where people share things, they like things, whether it's, and, and it's so funny, people get so only had a hundred likes, but mm -hmm. imagine a room full of a hundred people. That's a lot mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. We get so mm -hmm. caught up in these vanity metrics, a hundred of this, a thousand of this. We get numbed to the fact that, oh, I didn't get 20,000 of this. Give me mm -hmm. a break. You should be mm -hmm. happy with 15. Those 15, there might be three people that could do business with you. But they get to see you. They get to see what you're sharing. They get to know you before you ever even physically meet them, whether that's a yeah, Zoom call or whatever. And right. so you start to unlock these opportunities because you're sharing your perspective and you're ultimately giving people a glimpse behind the curtain before you even meet them. And I think those things are the things that are crucial in kind of unlocking those opportunities. Hmm. Yeah, it's as you said that I've never heard someone put it that way, but uh, I love the concept of just the more people that know who you are, the more opportunities you're opening up where I think that, and I can even speak for myself. 
a lot of social media. There was a time for me where I felt like I had to, because, you know, again, to your point, everybody else is doing it. And, uh, and it's a way to get the name out there for sure. Yeah. Because I think people are telling people how to do it, right. how to do social. Right. But what's crucial is why. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, it seems simple, but you'd be shocked at how he'll, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, here's why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm listening. I'm saying, yes, you know, now that makes more sense. And maybe they're not quite that they're an entrepreneur, but they're not quite active on it right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and this might be getting into some of the tactical stuff, but what if they're sitting there thinking, well, what do I even share? Like, what yep. am I even, you know what I'm saying? So maybe give give me some ideas around that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple and you know, podcasting is the Trojan horse for this. And okay. to be put a fine tooth on that, it's, it solves a lot of problems of personal branding. Hmm. It's why I started the Radcast at mm -hmm. the same time that I started going heavy my personal brand because I knew, okay, am I going to be the guy that has camera following me around? It's like all these non-interesting moments in your life. Like, am I, I don't, that's not me. I don't mm -hmm. want that mm -hmm. kind of voyeurism into my every moment of my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably not that interesting enough to, to keep that going. Uh, but, uh, but the second thing, but the biggest thing was, okay, but podcasting, okay, I'm going to share my knowledge. I'm going to have amazing guests. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what we're doing right now in here. Mm -hmm. It creates a natural vehicle with which content gets created and mm -hmm. what you share gets created because it forces a dialogue. It forces an audio video because if you're smart and you're doing it right, you're recording audio and video like we're doing now, mm -hmm. and you're getting these moments in time with which to share your opinions. And mm -hmm. it creates, again, a natural moment for that to happen. Whether you mm -hmm. do it once a month, twice a week, mm -hmm. whatever that sequence is, it's giving you moments with which to create content and things that you can share. Mm -hmm. So my number one recommendation when people are like, I don't know what I'm going to share – We'll start a podcast because then mm. you'll start talking and, and then look, not everyone's great at podcasting, but it doesn't matter. People relate to different people. That's what people don't understand. It's like mm -hmm. tomato, tomato. Like some people love me. Some people hate me. Some people don't relate to me. Some people don't, but they might relate to you no matter mm -hmm. how you think you sound. And so all of this comes with the, the notion that you have to kind of get used to seeing yourself and hearing yourself and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, ultimately having a perspective to share and being ready to share it. Cause that's the one thing that people don't talk about is like, well, just talk about something. Well, you have to be at a point in your career or a point in whatever your specialty is yeah. that you do feel comfortable talking about it and that you do right. have an opinion on it. Right. Cause nothing's worse than saying, yeah, just share content, but you're just not at a point where either you don't have the specialization you won't have the confidence, whatever that might be. You definitely have to have checked those boxes before it can happen. Mm -hmm. But if it's not podcasting, then I think it's naturally like finding a way with which if you don't start the podcast then start going on other podcasts, <laughs> mm -hmm. other shows, because mm -hmm. if you are the best life insurance person in America or you think you are and you know everything, mm -hmm. there's hundreds of life insurance shows that you could go on. Sure. And then again, it's creating content for you. And so okay. I'm a huge, you know, proponent of podcasting as the source uh, of content 
And then if not that, then you do get into the land of well, get you a nice camera and a ring light and a microphone and start sharing perspective. Right. Um, but there's other ways too, as we kind of delve into more of the PR avenues. <clears throat> okay, cool. And then, I mean, podcasting basics, you know, if they're just getting started, I mean, just get started, as you said, right? Have yeah. a perspective you want to share. Uh, you've grown a show that's number one in your space. And, you know, obviously uh, we've done well in our show, not quite as well as yours yet, but I'm excited about it. So I want to hear beyond just doing the podcast, what's helped you guys create as big of a movement as you have with it? Yeah. Um, you know, we have a couple of mantras. I mean, I'm going to get to like the brass tacks, but a couple of things is never be ordinary. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> it's a rad cast. Mm -hmm. I own an ad agency called radical and the rad cast that all kind of flows together. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and I joke all the time we, uh, with my team, I'm like, Hey, the name on the door says radical. Mm -hmm. you, 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 I have given you a license to be different, mm. <laughs> to break through mm. every client that hires us. If they, if they go, man, this is too far out there. I'd be like, you hired a fucking agency named <laughs> Radical, and you're telling me <laughs> no, yeah. like okay what are we talking about here uh yeah. so uh the radcast i gave us license immediately to be different as a right. marketing podcast and right. we're very much a mainstream marketing podcast like i talk about my history and experience and i create lessons out of certain things but mm -hmm. we're not the well today we're going to learn about digital marketing and mm -hmm. digital marketing. You know, like we are not a, a scientific, uh, you know, right. like, yeah. like down and dirty business podcast. It's more of a mainstream podcast. And I did that for a few different reasons. One, that's more of my personality, yeah. but also leveraging and part of just my overall tactics. This is goes into marketing, personal branding and podcasting. Mm -hmm. I call it uh, borrowed interest. So, mm -hmm. As soon as I could get, you you want to have the biggest names on your shows that you can have as early mm -hmm. as you can, because mm -hmm. it brings credibility and listeners into it. Because again, you know, we had, you know, the voice of the octagon, Bruce Buffer on, we had Mark Randolph, nice. the founder of, of Netflix. Nice. And it's like, well, what do they have to do with business? Well, Mark Randolph, pretty obvious, started one yeah. of the largest companies in the history of America and most successful. Yeah. Bruce Buffer is one of the greatest celebrity entrepreneurs ever owns like seven companies. He's okay. got, he's cool. got a liquor company an energy drink company, like things you probably don't even know. Yeah. Um, so he's talked, yeah, about his time on the octagon, his brother who's ready to rumble and all yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. all that was great. And he, but he brought brain brand recognition with his name, but he talked, he's probably one of the best business guests I've had on in the history of the show. And cool. so we leveraged and leaned into this notion of, Okay, Ryan's gonna be Ryan. We're not gonna be mainstream. Mm. Um, we have a topical news uh, edition on Fridays that's laid back, irreverent, quasi funny, depending on your humor. Mm. Um, but we talk about marketing news in mm. a through a different lens. And then on Tuesdays we have the guest episode, and we always shot, you know, went and aimed. Uh, trying to outkick our coverage, so to speak, on every time, asking for guests when we were, you know, had 100 downloads a month mm -hmm. and always went bigger than what we were. And that was always mm -hmm. our prep. Hey, look, if you want to be taken seriously, it's not fake it till you make it. It's go big or go home. Like, mm -hmm. 
okay, I invested in the studio, okay, I I had a good mic. I mm-hmm. made sure that I asked bigger guests than what maybe our show commanded at the time. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I made them feel like a million dollars and sent them gear and and was nice to them and made them feel special. And like, mm. we've just always acted and behaved bigger than we were. And mm. then suddenly you look around and you go, whoa, we're number one. You know, mm-hmm. like it happens, mm-hmm. you, it, you sort of manifest it. And mm. so that's my biggest recommendation to people is if, if you're gonna do it, then do it. And look, yeah. I sat down, like I started Radical, it was me, had my clients, I'd been in the industry a lot, so I had some good clients, but it was just me. But I committed to doing one episode a week in those early days, and and come hell or high water, I was doing that episode, and I committed right. to it. Right. And now we have done two episodes a week for almost four years, and we've never missed, period, wow. end of story. Even if wow. I go on vacation, then we pre-record something or we do a best of episode, Yeah, we don't miss. And right. that's the one thing you just have to commit to. you got to go all in or or it just won't work. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that advice, whether someone's doing a podcast or not, but what you talked about of of basically thinking and acting bigger than you already were, but stepping into that already is, I mean, that's just amazing success advice right there. Yeah, and that's what I've done my entire career. I'll say that. Okay. Like, that's when I was 21. Yeah. You're coming into the ad agency business, talking and being put on account as like the lowest man on the totem pole. I, you know, I, I didn't like act too big for my britches. Like, I mean, I knew my role. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a fine line of like arrogance and like, you know, acting mm-hmm. like you could do anything and being confident. And so being confident and acting like you belong, then you'll belong, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But if you play the short game, the small game and go, I'm just here to get coffee. I'm just listening you know, or whatever. And like when we did our podcast, we just go, you know, and so we made the production value bigger than it was. I had a voiceover do our intro. I had like stuff that really didn't cost that much money, but mm. added production value and added interest and made us seem bigger than we were combined mm. with maybe my natural confidence. Like mm. it always kind of elevated it. And I mm. think if you go into anything in the world in that way, it, it tends to lead to success. Hmm. What do you think? You've been really successful in your life in many areas. What do you think, if if you could narrow it down, your, I guess maybe how you believe differently about success than most, how would you describe that? Yeah. Um, success for me is freedom. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I take all the personality tests and done all these things and it always comes out to like freedom's important to me. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, don't put, don't, you know, they, if you've watched Dirty Dance, don't put baby in the corner. Don't put Ryan in a cage. Okay. Uh, it's like, I value my freedom and okay. like doing what I want, when I want, how I want. And I'm yeah. willing to work hard and make money and be successful to get the freedom. Right. And so that's been my version of success. And I think, well, how did I get there? I have a really natural innate ability to not look in the rearview mirror. Hmm. and to not dwell. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it's nature, nurture. It's got to be mm-hmm. partly nature mm-hmm. um, because I've had many moments. I mean, like, I joke all the time. When I have a pity party, I throw – I mean, I got streamers, balloons, and clowns that come to my pity party, but it lasts <laughs> for about an hour. 
Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's bad for an hour. Yeah. You do not want to be in my pity party unless yeah. you're a balloon or a streamer and like all that. But you don't yeah. want to be a person at the party for yeah. that hour. It's a bad hour. Okay. But I get over it in a hurry. Huh. I get I, I turn it to an edge and I don't look back. And, and you, have you been like that moment. always? I don't think I was like that like when I was 16 necessarily. Okay. I don't know. What, it flipped for me in my career where I think I just stopped c caring too much about what people thought yeah. and recognizing that that was going to be – and don't get me wrong. We all think about – like I'm not going, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. Or, you know, like yeah. I, I, It's not that I'm immune to that, but I stopped letting paralyzing decisions and impacting ultimately where I was going hmm. because if I had done that. Uh, I probably would have never gotten to where I am. And I think once you unlock that, you get real fucking powerful. When, mm. I mean, real powerful when mm. you can unlock at least enough. We all think about it. We all have feelings. We all have egos. Mm -hmm. But when you can unlock it to where it doesn't truly impact your actions, mm. it gets real powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things I find common with successful people is that idea is that you get to a point of where they have unlocked, they get to a point where it's just, all right, you know, it's not that they don't care. We don't care what people think. It's not that way, but not going to let it affect you. Not yeah. going to let it impact your, and your you have to decide what successful for you is like, right. I mean, there's people that would look at, you know, my bank account and go, Holy shit, that's success. And mm -hmm. there's people who would go, I can't believe you don't have more in your 401k. Uh, right. Your, your, right. your Roth IRA is not, and I'm like, you know, well, I don't, I don't prescribe. I want to be comfortable and okay. I want to take care of my family, yeah. but I don't prescribe to the, let me wait until I'm 70 to have my nest egg all in order so sure. that I have a bad hip, a bad ankle, three do knee replacements. And I'm going to want to go to Disney world every year. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to yeah. live it now. Yeah. You know, I want to be responsible about it, but right. let's, let's, Let's uh let's share some of the spoils now and not uh -huh. when we're uh you know trying to just kick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no that makes sense man for sure. It's funny I, as you talk about freedom I'm the exact same guy. It's been my driving force for so long and why I've been in business and everything for that exact reason too. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's like most entrepreneurs or even if you're not whether you own the company or not, I think you can have that kind of mindset if if what's right. important to you. It's like Right. I cuz I mean I mean, I have some a lot of nice things. I have a houseboat and like things that maybe not people most have, but I can have a way bigger house if mm. I didn't love my freedom more. Like I, I like having okay. controlling my time. I okay. give up maybe some of the cash to control my time. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean for sure. Yeah. I, I want to come back to social media branding for a sec. So we're talking ideally either you start a podcast, you have one, you get them one, uh, start getting on shows. There's content for you right there. Right. Beyond that, whether, whatever way they're going to do it beyond that, what are some of, if we can get into maybe a nitty gritty, how yeah. do they begin to start growing that? Because, you know, I know there's people that post every day and we're not growing. Right. I mean, there's people. Yep. And so anyways, yeah, I want, I want to hear some ideas on that. Here's, here's the, the real truth on that. If you post every day and you're not growing, mm -hmm. And you're really, then you need to look in the mirror and mm -hmm. you need to have someone else. You need to hire me and I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll take a look at your baby. I'll call mm -hmm. it ugly or kick it down the street. Mm -hmm. Someone needs to evaluate. 
like I, I'm just saying, like, I, and I don't put lipsticks on pigs. I just okay. make, I turn pigs into beauty queens. So, uh, <laughs> like, but for real, yeah, these, this is like South Carolina. These are the the kind of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. No, that's how, that's a, the phrases though. People, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. put a lipstick on that pig. No, you can't yeah. put lipstick on. I've a pig. never heard you that. Turn, you can't. <laughs> that pig is still gonna be ugly. You know. So here's the deal. If you're doing what I, and I get this all the time. I've been yeah. posting. I've been posting. And, and one yeah. or two things happens. I post every day. Uh-huh. I don't get any traction. I get no traction. I don't know yeah. why I'm getting traction. I hate this stuff. I'm going to quit. Right. And it's one of two things. Number one, I go look at their stuff. They've posted 32 times ever. <laughs> and they've been on social media for three years. And they said it didn't work. Yeah. And I go, you're full of shit. You right. have it. You didn't commit. You didn't go all in. You posted yeah. 30 times in three years. Right. Or number two, oh, they got 3,487 posts, and they have 247 followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I go look at those posts, and they don't say anything interesting. They're not entertaining. They're not educating. Mm. Or they're not authentic. Mm. It's one of those three things, and it's real mm. obvious. They are either playing the part that they aren't, and no one's relating to them. They don't really have true knowledge or insight, mm-hmm. and they're imparting nothing that's of value to anyone else. Mm. And they're just checking boxes. Mm-hmm. Like they're in a room, the same room, the same backdrop. They're like the exact same thing, and they're like, you know, and when I'm thinking about insurance, I just think, you know, it's really about them and not you. Mm. It's like, okay, that's, that's a commercial. Like, mm-hmm, uh, I've seen that commercial. That's not an insight. And so it's one of those things. It's one of those you didn't really commit. You didn't go all in. You didn't do it, mm-hmm. uh, it truly. Mm-hmm. Or you have not found or had a true – you've wanted to do this in a vacuum. You've wanted to do it the way Jimmy wanted to do it. Jimmy wanted to do it his way mm-hmm. and didn't want any counsel, didn't go to any coaches, didn't go to mm-hmm. any classes, didn't mm-hmm. hire Ryan's team. Didn't mm-hmm. do anything and uh, thinks that everybody's out to get them because they're 234 followers uh, with their 4,000 posts. Is it taking off? Right. And so, and look, I'll say this. You can get all of those things right, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you're going to get a million followers. Mm-hmm. And you, st- you do have to be realistic. But if you do these things right, you will start to grow. And look, you have to play the game. It, and you have to sometimes got to boost some posts, got to pay mm. pay for some ads. Mm-hmm. When you start going on other podcasts and you start sharing mm. that content, you do some collaboration. Mm-hmm. You take people that have a big circle of influence mm-hmm. and you have a small one and mm-hmm. you bring in, you make their circle onto your circle so that your mm-hmm. circle raises. The high tide raises all ships. You mm-hmm. want your boat to fly high? Or you want your plane to fly high? You need to get on the jumbo plane like mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so – there's a lot of tactics for how to do this, but mm-hmm. the reality is people either want the shortcut that doesn't exist or they haven't gone all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think like most things in life too, I mean, I know there isn't a shortcut, anything you want to get better at, maybe pay for great coaching. It's going to help you grow, right? No matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. Right? But you got to implement it. You got to put it to action. Totally. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. coach, there's a, no, nothing gets me more fired up than the uh, than the uh, everybody that likes to go to you know all the all the pump up seminars, 
you know, let's go to go see Grant Cardone's 10X. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Grant gives you all these great things. And I love Grant. Grant's come on my show. He's a friend. Right. But, like, you can go get pumped up at those conferences and then not do yeah. shit. Then, it, then nothing happens. Yeah. yeah, it's in the implementation. There's no doubt. Right. Yeah. And I think that we have today more than ever, you know, maybe a little bit because social media, but there's so much information available that I think the majority of people become information consumers. Yeah. Rather, rather than we're turning that into specialized knowledge and actually doing something with it. Right. That's right. And knowledge yeah. has gotten real cheap with For AI sure and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Good to average knowledge has gotten really cheap. You got to yeah. layer on humanity and your own experience. That's right. where it gets interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, that's awesome, man. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I do think like you got to find, I'll call it a shtick. I, okay. I don't mean that because it's non authentic, but you got to yeah. find your thing, you know, like whatever how that would, thing is. How would you describe yours? What's, what's your shtick? I mean, I've got this weird, I think, like, could combination of like at first it's like who's the southern guy like talking about stuff like southern charm meets wait he knows his shit you know like <laughs> like, like if you really listen long enough you listen for 15 seconds you're like who's this country bumpkin depending on where you're from but then when you get to know me like it's like okay he actually knows his shit he's really okay yeah. that's insightful yeah. like yeah. and i don't know i think it's insight meets southern charm you know some some combination of those things uh i think it also helps that you know most people tell me i'm good on the mic like i I have a good radio voice for sure you do that never hurts yeah um so some combination of all of that uh and then like i try to be me i mean i'm just ryan alford like you know and i haven't met anyone else that's other than there is an african-american golfer now named ryan alford Who's okay. really getting good? And he's yeah. killing me. He's starting to like. I own all the SEO for my name, and I'm like, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna have him on the Radcast to be like Ryan Offered host Ryan Offered. And he's like, <laughs> dude, can you stop being good at golf because you're really cu- crushing my SEO? Because he started like crash into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you just gotta oh, be yourself. But you do have to find your thing, you know. Yeah. Like, I've it, it's like. Who's the guy, the comedian that does, you know, behind the two ferns or whatever? <laughs> like, okay. like yeah. he's got the two ferns on stage, and it helps that he was a comedian. He was known in like uh, yeah. some of those those movies and stuff. But it's yeah. like, but it's like find something, you know, find yeah. a device, find right. uh, something that makes you stand out, you know. Right. And like, there's exercises to to figure that out. Cool, it's awesome, man. Hey, I want to switch gears entirely. Uh, yeah. Built- Great companies, you got this great podcast, you got this great life, uh, and I know too. You're telling me that uh, you're a father of four too. So yes. I, I'm a father of two girls, and uh, I know one of one of the things that comes up lots for people as they're building this new life of theirs, and maybe in the early stages of their business or career, or wanting to go yep. to new levels. But you know where I'm going with this is yep. how do I build a great business, financial life, and a great family? And yeah. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you have to set bare, it, like there's two things. One, you got to want to be there. Right. I think a lot of people put the crutch on, well, I'm trying to grow these businesses, but they don't really like their wife mm. or they're not getting along with their some. And they use these as crutches because 
there's a lot of time in the week and totally you can do both things, but you okay. have to put a line in the sand and go, this is life and this is work. And yeah. I've always had non, you know, like non-negotiables. Mm. Like I'm going to be at every one of my son's games. I'm going to be at four boys. I'm going to coach as many things that I'm uh, qualified to coach soccer, mm -hmm. not being one, uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, and so you set these, these non-negotiables and, and look, there's a lot of hours in the day. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to get up at 6am, go to the mm -hmm. gym, mm -hmm. you know, get the kids to school, do whatever you do, mm -hmm. work all day. And then at four thirty, five o'clock or whatever that is, go be a dad. Yeah. And then if you've got work to do, instead of watching Netflix, totally. you know, knock out some work from nine to 11. Yeah. I, it, 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 I have these discussions cause I understand it. And it's, it's one thing to be, I'm, you're never on the other side of it. I mean, you know, like I'm too young to like, I'm not on the other side of fail, of success or failures. I mean, things can go south. I mean, who, who knows? But I do think no matter what I do, once you set that standard and once you set that divide in your mind, mm -hmm. you can fit it all in. But you have mm -hmm. to, but you have to make the decision that you want to do that. Because what I find when I get underneath guys that that not because you're asking it, because it's a very common question. I know nothing about you, Ben, as far as yeah. this goes. But yeah. like a lot of people that ask it, they don't really want to be that guy. They don't mm -hmm. want to be the family guy. They, mm -hmm. they, they're there because the, the the handbook told them to. But really, they just want to be alone and doing their own thing. Mm. And so in that, no one's judging anyone for that. Mm. But we all as human beings tend to do what we want to do. Yeah, that's a great point, man. Yeah, I love it. I found uh, when I had, I was, uh, how old was I? I was already probably 10 years, not quite nine years into building a company and a business for a while uh, before we had kids. And, you know, early in my career, I just worked all the time. Uh, but then we started having our first daughter, I thought, man, that's not what I want to do, you know? And it was amazing yeah. to me to your point of how much hours are in a day. I think one of the things with people that work lots too, is that there's a big difference between being away from your home and productive yeah. effort that we're putting into what we're doing. And there's, I couldn't agree with you more. There's definitely time to do both. And, Hot and time. like what, to that point, I love that point, Ben. It's like <laughs> coming up in the ad agency business, it was like a, a badge of honor. Mm. Hey man, how many hours you worked last weekend, man? That's right. How many I put in all nighter last night, man? We yeah. got it all night. We worked on that campaign till 4 a.m., man. When yeah. the ideas really got, came out at like 2 p.m. Yeah. The other like 12 hours were boozing, yeah. trying to make it, noodling it to make it better. Yeah. And really, Ultimately, just so the next day you can go, we work till 4 a.m., man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was like a badge of honor in New York, like how, less, sure. how many hours you worked and how when the reality is you're only productive for so long. Like, for sure. It, you run out of ideas. You run out of stamina. Now, how much coffee you have. And, and yeah, right. sometimes the good ideas happen from 8 to 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes that's necessary. I don't want to say it's never necessary. And sometimes mm -hmm. you're putting a pitch deck together that takes 44 hours and you only have three days. Mm -hmm. Those things happen. But I think it was sort of a badge of honor, like for, for my industry, like coming up, like for the, some yeah. of those things, more than the true effectiveness of those hours that were being worked. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah.
Tell, I, I relate 100%. Ours was, you know, exactly. First one in the office, last one to leave. You know, that was exactly. And like you're like the boss is looking out like, oh, earn the boss's, you know, affection or what. I mean, yeah, and I yeah. think luckily we're past a lot of that. Yeah, I think there's a lot. It's and, shifting. And, yeah, it's shifting. And yeah. I'm all for work. Look, nobody wants my team to be more effective for six hours of the day than me. Yeah. But then, but just be effective in those six hours and then go do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I love it. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't expect 12 hours of effectiveness, you know, because it's just not going to happen. We don't have that mental capacity, and nah. you're just going to have diminishing returns. 100%. I mean, and the, the more it gets studied, the more and more productivity uh, is studied, too. Is it's, it's not, We're not robots, you know. I mean, there is no exactly. nonstop, right? So exactly. you get way more done, way more focused. That's um, yeah. no, awesome, man. Listen, uh, everybody, Ryan's got the Radcast, so go check that out. And then I want to hear, Ryan, uh, I've only seen, I saw a couple, of your, a couple of your clips on it, so I don't know a lot about it, but I'd love to hear you talk about Vacay, what you guys yeah. are doing there, and uh, yeah. tell us more. Yeah, man. Uh, look, uh, plant-based medicine at some point in time uh, got uh, frowned upon. For some mm -hmm. reason, the switch came on that pharmaceutical lab-based solutions, good, mm -hmm. plant-based, bad. Mm -hmm. um, at its core, right. vacay is premium plant-based products um, that boost and take your mood to the place that you need it to. Mm. If you're sleepy, we help you go to sleep. If you're stressed, we help take away stress. If mm. you need a boost, we give you a boost. It's all plant-based. Mm. Um, we do. We have a uh, mushroom products, not magic mushrooms, but fully legal mushroom-based products. Um, yeah. We have. Uh, we do have CBD hemp-based. Um, yeah. products and but this is all stuff that works you nice. know the biggest thing for us is is having things because there's a lot of these supplements now um, that just you know have a good label on them they look good but they don't really do anything all mm -hmm. of our stuff has a purpose and it works all the premium ingredients third-party lab tested mm -hmm. uh, and you know coming from two guys that are you know executives and run multiple companies that are not stoners and we're not like, you know, people hear plant-based or they hear CBD, yeah. they hear uh, these terms and they, I think they stigmatize them, but we're trying to really bring it to the mainstream. And what I say is we're trying to make all alternative medicine, no longer alternative. Mm. I love that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I uh, avoid pharmaceuticals at all costs for myself. So it, yep. uh, I, I love Love what you're doing there. I think that's some amazing stuff. Yeah, and it's I think that, look, we're in a world that's overstressed, everybody needs to take a vacay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Uh, right. Takeavacay.com if you want to take, learn more. Takeavacay.com. There you go, everybody. D-A-Y, the only way, way to spell vacay. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I love, hey man, I've loved our conversation today and uh, really glad we got to do this together. I know it's been amazing value, uh, not just for our audience, but for myself too. So thank you for everything you're doing. You're always putting out great content, great ideas, and giving people tangible steps they can take. So today was hey, no exception to it. My pleasure, man. That's, uh, I appreciate the, the opportunity to come on. And I, you know, I give away all my best advice because execution is everything. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm also just, I want to help people. I'm, you know, that's, that's the goal. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, whatever comes with that, it, it all, it never, um, having that mindset never leads to bad things. 
And so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very accessible. Hit me up in the DMs, wherever. Um, yeah. I just appreciate you, Ben. Thank you, brother. And on that note, I know we, the Radcast, I tell them about, can you remind everybody your Instagram? I think that's the best place to find you. Yeah, it's uh, Ryan Alford, A-L-F-O-R-D. So that's, you'll Easy. see the blue check mark everywhere. I'm verified everywhere before you could buy it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, love it. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Instagram's definitely my most active, um, okay. but uh, for sure, or LinkedIn. Cool. All right. Hey, everybody. I know you love today. Share this episode. Make sure to tag Ryan, tag myself as well. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you soon.